Ah, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in this beautiful planet. Once again, welcome to another trigger-proof transmission talking about a conversation that came up earlier today with our clients, and we did a, we just did a group call in my program about this, and it was so relevant. I wanted to share it with you. Uh, because many people here are affected by this thing that if we don't master everything kind of falls apart and then eventually it shows up in your health if you're watching on replay uh, welcome give me a hashtag replay and please write in the comment section what your uh, revelations were because it's always helpful like I said I'm more used to speaking in a group uh, of people and I can see your faces but if I can't doesn't, I can't really tell how it landed, so please let me know when you get an aha or something landed or you're challenged by something. You have a question, no problem. My goal is to share with you something that's really meaningful to me. It really makes my heart sing to share these tools. As a chiropractor, people come in with stress-related problems, and after 20 years, just talk to any chiropractor or body worker. They will tell you that there are there are factors at play when a patient comes into your office that is not addressed by the training that we get at the chiropractic um, at kind of in the in the whole chiropractic realm or it, at the doctor's office especially so many people especially in this community are struggling and dealing with chronic health issues and you're doing all the things so what's not working what's what's not helping especially for you if you're dealing with anything autoimmune or mysterious and you just don't know what the heck it is and you've been told it's emotional or it's fibromyalgia and whatever you notice um, I found the solution I discovered it and I'm kind of you know uh, as I discover it as any discoveries are made at first it is ridiculed and then it's violently opposed and then it's self evident truth and so now what I've discovered is people are catching on I just got a message from a client um, I got that couple of years ago and we were working uh, you know we we're working on uh, the dealing with her physiological symptoms she was dealing with chronic illness okay dealing with chronic illness digestive issues uh, fibro myalgia, uh, ulcerative colitis, uh, and so those were her health issues she was dealing with. But what did she reach out to me for? Well, she was in a really difficult situation in her relationship. She was separated from her husband, but still living together. They have one daughter together. And she would describe this. This is what she said that was kind of like a little red flag for me. She said, whenever he walks in the house all of a sudden I feel my body just tense up and I'm like ah okay that is um, you know that is oh she just messaged me right now I was just talking to her earlier she just messaged me right now and so she didn't know should I stay or should I go that was her challenge should I stay should I go I need I want to leave but I have incredible amount of guilt um, so I don't know if I'm making a mistake. I don't know if I'm making the right choice, if I'm making a mistake. And so 
we got to work. She jumped into our program and for 90 days we went back and we just healed her, worked on healing her attachment wounds. Big challenge with a mother who committed suicide, a father who committed suicide, a mother who died so she lost her parents young, had to grow up super early, got married young. Um, you know, it was one of those situations, a, a amazing individual, financial advisor, just doing really well but feeling stuck in this and her health was affected. And so she did the work and noticed that the relationship became a lot more connected afterwards. Here was the problem though. When one of the par parties does healing work, two things happen. If they're, if they're having a conflict, two things, one of two ways can happen. You, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats and the other person rises to meet you where you are, or you kind of grow and realize that there was a mature, immature part of you that was attracted to the relationship in the first place. It wasn't built on something authentic. They're not willing to use the relationship to as a space to heal and evolve and grow together. So in that moment, you finally get the strength and the courage, the clarity, the confidence to finally say, I'm leaving. That's what happened to her. She did a stint w back with him, healed some of those wounds from the past, learned some communication strategies. They got back together and a few months later, maybe three, four months later, she reached out to me. And she goes, now I'm finally, like if it hadn't been for the work, I wouldn't be so clear because I've been kind of like, mm. so she finally leaves. And so here's the interesting part. She was on like eight different medications. So I checked after we completed, she divorced we helped her through the transition and I said just out of curiosity it's been like a year since I've kind of spoken to her how's it going she says totally great I'm off all of my medications except one one left the ulcerative colitis <clears throat> and the fibromyalgia are completely now in remission well remission is just the body's nervous system regulating learning how to write you you can put a, a, an illness into remission if you assume a new identity into your nervous system. It's, it's not rocket science. It's actually, it's, it's simple science. It's neurophysiology. If you learn the, the, the tools of regulating that interpersonal neurology, which is what we, you know, what we, what I teach in my intimacy upgrade in all of my classes, this is really what it's all about embodying yourself to shift it and so she was like tonight it's funny tonight um, we're going to dinner at his place me and my daughter we're going to dinner at his place it's we have a great co-parenting relationship our daughter has never been you know feel felt more safe and she gets the best of us and um, I'm not in any hurry to get into another relationship it's not like I got to fill that void I'm I'm absolutely here's the best part I'm absolutely crushing it at work and so that's amazing. It's like, woohoo, win. So what did she have to learn how to regulate? The answer is guilt. Guilt was the main thing stopping her, which is what many of our clients um, reach out for, and this becomes the main hurdle, guilt. One of the comments that I heard on, 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 on a, uh, one of these transmissions is, I feel guilt all the time. Now you'll notice a correlation with the amount of guilt that you feel and how your body is feeling. So I wanted to give you five painful steps. I say painful because 
there's pain involved. It's not that painful. It just looks really cute because nobody advertises and during you know in marketing and all that stuff everybody tries to pretend like it's gonna be easy oh in five simple steps I deliberately I deliberately said five painful steps because I didn't want to paint a cart garden path with you to trick you into thinking that this is gonna be easy anybody who tells you that it's gonna be quick and easy it's they're lying to you I'm here to tell you it's it's a challenge Guilt is a big uh, emotion that many people will do anything to avoid. In fact, we will hot, we will not speak our truth. We will not set boundaries. We will not tell the truth of how we feel because we don't want the reason why we hold that truth back is because we don't want other people to uh, disapprove, disapprove of us. We we want to be liked. Being liked, having approval, is so important that we're willing to abandon ourselves and betray ourselves and say yes and not set boundaries so that we don't have to feel guilt. But there's a cost to that. Here's the cost. The cost of, of that avoidance of guilt, the cost is that you're going to now have to deal with resentment. So you're trading guilt in for resentment because as you're sitting there saying yes to people, saying yes, 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 pleasing pleasing yes 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 your inability to say no an interesting thing is happening your body is slowly starting to shut down because of the exhaustion of constantly living for outside approval this is one of the major un untapped untalked about uh, your doctor definitely won't talk to you about this because it's not in their scope of practice but it's the it's a it's a fact the chronic fatigue is a response to our un our unwillingness to experience guilt let me say that again the chronic fatigue and the resentment for not you know being seen not being appreciated for all the pleasing that you're doing that's the resentment is the cost that's the cost that's the price you're paying because you don't because you haven't yet learned how to regulate guilt that's why I call it trigger proof so <clears throat> what do you do how do you resolve how do you resolve this because if you don't resolve it your body because of in service of approval of avoidance of guilt your body is going to break down so autoimmune problems guilt is a self-attack autoimmune I just, what I've observed autoimmune disorders are a really great distraction so that I don't have to feel guilt I can feel the autoimmune problem and not have to deal with the real thing going on which is the feelings of guilt that I haven't yet learned how to regulate because I'm too scared and I feel so guilty that I feel like I don't deserve it I don't deserve to be well well the first thing is nothing destroys your deserving level more than guilt so it becomes this loop this one woman if my heart is broken she goes can you help my kids they're both struggling mentally and physically and I'm like how are you well, I'm horrible well I'm here to tell you that if you were to prioritize healing you that's the greatest thing you can do for them no I feel guilty and I don't feel like I deserve it well yeah you're showing them how to treat yourself you're doing it as a demonstration your unwillingness and your feeling of undeserving that many mom guilt people many of you with mom guilt which I can't claim to um, you know I'm not saying here as a judgment because I cannot 
I'll never understand what it's like to be a mother and have a baby growing inside of you. I see this with my wife. She's eight and a half months pregnant right now. So I'm like, oh, holy crap, you're growing a human. So that's got to have some magic to it. And I guess the cost of growing a human will have to be that at times <clears throat> you're going to experience mom guilt. But the problem happens is when your mom guilt prevents you from feeling like you're deserving of creating a pause and a space for yourself. And we talked about this on our group call. How many moms, show of hands, felt guilty for spending the time and the investment in solving these dilemmas, these health problems within you. Everyone put their hand up. They had to actually override guilt in order to heal. Interesting, isn't it? If you're feeling like you're not deserving of healing, then you won't heal. And then what happens is you unconsciously become a burden to the kids. Just think about it. If you had a mother growing up, which is probably the pattern, you call it genetics, but it's just behavioral patterns, trauma, un un unconscious trauma passed down from generation to gener generation. It, did you have a mother that was like frail and weak and not emotionally all there and just couldn't handle herself, didn't take care of herself because she didn't feel worthy and deserving of it, and then ends up becoming a burden to the kids? This is welcome to the cycle. And then you end up having to take care of mom, annihilate yourself, feel not worthy and deserving to feel safe, you have to take care of mom, and then you then learn and condition the same pattern she did, which is I'm not worthy, I have to take care of others, and say yes and please others, so now you condition it, then you get sick and you do the same thing, and then the boom, one generation to the next. Does this resonate with you? Can you see this happening? Have you seen this happening in people around you? I started seeing this in my office and I just wanted to pull my hair out. And I'm like, I, I can't, because I can't say this in an office. You can't come to a chiropractic clinic, chiropractic clinic, see me, tell me about your symptoms, and then have me sit here and lecture you about it. You'll be like, fuck you, Nima. I'm here, fix my neck. And I'm just like, ah! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was... This was what pulled me out of the office. People who say, why, are, why did you leave chiropractic? I'm still a chiropractor. I still have my license. I go into the clinic once a week because I love adjusting people, but I don't do it as my primary kind of job now. I do it as a hobby. What my real, real passion is, is helping awaken people, is helping awaken people to um, the truth. That's like, oh, it just makes my heart sing. It makes the hairs on my arms stand up when someone goes, holy shit, I totally get it. I'm responsible. And I'm like, yes, yes. I, you don't need a doctor for this. You can do this. You just need guidance back to our, we just, we, I'm not saying you, we sometimes need guidance to come back to ourselves. And the greatest healer you can find is somebody who can awaken the healer that's already within you. And that was my commitment. Everything, all of my trainings, all of my work is really designed in, that's my passion, is awakening the healer. And so <clears throat> what do we do with guilt? The five painful steps, five easy steps, <laughs> easy slash painful steps of resolving guilt. So the first thing I want you to get, now here's where you are. You're in a situation, you're not able to say no. You say yes constantly and it's affecting your health. You're constantly tired. You now are, have a diagnosable condition because it's been conditioned. First of all, this isn't going to be easy. Just know that you can't willpower your way. You cannot just willpower your way to stop this. So 
this can't be done alone. <laughs> if you think it can, you know, this hap healing happens in tribe and community. That's really how it happens. It's not from some hero or rescuer outside of you. So the first thing that you do, step number one, is to understand, and you can even write this down, to understand that guilt is actually an okay thing. Okay, guilt is good. Okay, every transformation that I've ever gone through is because I felt guilty about the way I showed up and that guilt led me to search for growth, for healing, for expansion, for um, conscious awareness because I felt guilty about my unconsciousness. Let me know if that's resonating with you. So we join guilt and we know that guilt is the foundation of transformation. We don't make it this big, big, bad, terrible thing. We, in other words, I, I am, you have to have the statement, I'm willing to feel it. I'm willing to face it and feel it because it's a good thing. It's going to be the kind of stepping stone to your growth, the stepping stone to your healing, which is all I'm concerned about. <clears throat> number two, step number two is to feel the guilt fully. When you say no, when you set a boundary, you're going to actually be flooded with these neurochemicals, these neurotransmitters of guilt your job, your work is then, is what I train my clients to feel it fully and realize that guilt is the first sign of differentiation from enmeshment. So if you have an enmeshment where you're constantly in a trauma bond, you're not able to speak your truth, to be able to say no to somebody is likely going to cause them to get offended because there's a dance between you that you always say yes. So when you finally set a boundary and say no, expect them to be like pissed off. A lot of our clients, they, they message us in the beginning when they've now learned to set boundaries. Like just today, Suzanne uh, just told us for the first time she was able to tell her husband no when he requested something that wasn't in alignment. And normally she would always just abandon herself, betray herself and say yes. But for the first time, and we've been working with her now for like three, four weeks, for the first time in her life she was able to say no. And she was flooded with the guilt. So we went over this on the call and we basically, you know, feel it fully. And just know that that guilt you're experiencing is the first sign of differentiation from enmeshment. In other words, it's the price of admission for your freedom. I'm sorry. If you're here to try to learn, becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger less, doesn't mean avoiding feeling uncomfortable feelings, quite the opposite. It's actually going into them and facing them and feeling them fully. And <coughs> once she, she got that and she faced it and felt it fully, we took her through another exercise. I go through the steps. Uh, and by the way, I go through all of these steps at the overview experience. It's coming up. If you... Uh, want to dip your toe in and really get this come to the overview experience on the 30th in August because we're going to take something you feel resentful for or guilty about and I'm going to walk you through the exact same steps because it's all of my clients and we're deepening in the the use of the neuro uh, these neural exercises that help regulate your nervous system if you're l wanting to geek out on neuroplasticity We'd love to have you join us, but here's, I go over, I'm going to kind of tell you what we, what we do. So you feel it fully and you really appreciate and understand that that's the first sign of differentiation. We had a gal who's been kind of in limbo with her relationship for about 15 years, 10 to 15 years, wanting to leave, but feeling guilty. Guilt has prevented her because <clears throat> she knew it wasn't the right situation. She just wanted to leave, 
but she couldn't because guilt because of guilt so it stopped her from being truthful uh, when the relationship just wasn't the right right thing for her <clears throat> so what she did was for the first time after we did this process and we did this work with her she was able to tell her with her husband at a therapy session no it's time for me to leave and he was always no we're gonna work through this is and for the first time he like felt her he was like you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world which is nervous system regulation becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less it means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds anytime there's reactivity there's a wound and if you're curious and inspired to learn more join us at breathwork and badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. No, I get it. I totally get it. And this past weekend, he actually helped her move, move out. So for the first time <clears throat> in, a, in, in her relationship, she was able to uncouple and work through the guilt. And what we, she did was she felt it fully. And here's step number three, is realize that your guilt is not from now. It's usually always a projection from a past version of you that's forgotten. Let me say that again. Number three is that this guilt that you're experiencing right now that you're not able to say no to, this person, it's not really about right now. It's a projection of a younger part of you that doesn't feel worthy. So there's some absolute amazing tools and work that we do to actually go in and address that part of you so that you can resource yourself. And then when you come back to reality after you've done enough, you know, the neural uh, exercises to reconnect you with those younger parts, you're now able to speak your truth more powerfully because you know that saying no to somebody isn't really about now. There's a wounded younger part of you that doesn't know how to say no that couldn't say no, that was punished for saying no. So once you've rescued that part of you, saying no is a lot easier because you know you'll be safe. Does that make sense? Let me know if any of this is resonating for you. When you get that right, you will have more uh, authenticity in your voice and you can set a boundary and you'll be able, when you set that boundary, it's not like in an asshole type of way. It's in a very powerful, loving, compassionate way that actually results in you getting respect rather than resentment. It's really neat when you get that right. When you don't have it right, you just keep silent. You keep annihilating yourself. Your health goes lower and lower. You then feel resentful because you make them responsible for the shitty feelings of exhaustion inside of you. You blame them and your ego doesn't allow you to look and see how you have some say in it. 
and I'm here to wake you up to that. Let me know if that's resonating with you. Any of that is resonating with you. So number four, the step number four that I took them through in the exercise was to really see the innocence of yourself that behaved in that way that you feel guilty about. Because truthfully, you got to understand that every one of us are doing the very best. We Literally, I, right now, I'm doing the best I can with the information that's around me. You are doing the best you can with the information that's around you. If you had better information, you would do better. That's it. End of discussion. So when you are judging behavior that you did, like I'm really judging the way I showed up in my relationship a couple of years ago, in my last relationship, which led me, which was the guilt that it took to get me to really go deeper in in myself rather than just intellectualizing it like I used to with other modalities that you've seen is all pretty intellectual. I really made this shift in my body. It was to see the way that I was acting in that relationship didn't start with me. It started not that I'm excusing myself, not that I'm giving an excuse to myself <coughs> or justifying my behavior, excuse me, but I actually saw that I didn't have a chance that who I was was a product of my traumas and that how I was behaving was out of fear and shame because of parts of me that I, I had totally abandoned and forgotten. Of course, based on what I was going through in that moment, I behaved in volatile, I behaved in childish, I behaved in adolescent ways in my last relationship that I had tremendous amount of guilt for. And what happens is, when you really learn how to see the innocence of that, you then shift the guilt to understanding. And understanding is the foundation of love. Let me say that again. When you get that right, you shift the guilt to understanding. And then understanding is the foundation of love. Truth. How often have you been around somebody who just understands you? Maybe you've never had that experience before. I never did until I was with Diana. I just felt so understood by her. But that only came, I know, on the other side that I fully, fully understood myself. And in this exercise, this is part of the overview method, is to actually go and really get a deep level of understanding for yourself, which we don't have. And it makes sense if you don't have it. If you don't have a sense of understanding towards yourself, you're in good company because ever since you were young, you were conditioned to betray yourself, to abandon yourself so that you can have approval. So it makes sense that you're constantly second-guessing your behavior and trying to act out strategically in a way that's going to you know, reduce the uh, collateral damage. So that was who acted in the way that they did in that guilty kind of way that you were that that I'm talking about. And number 5, number 5 step, painful step. This is pretty painful is sharing the journey. Letting somebody else know preferably in a community of people who understand you, they get you, they're up to the same level, Pre preferably if you have a guide walking with you. I mean, don't do this alone. Uh sharing your journey through that emotion of what you felt, the story that you made up. When you share that what ha in a way that's not like beating yourself up or whatever, but the journey. So that last step is what activates your social engagement system. That last step is what activates a sense of community and understanding. And when you share it with somebody else, 
you could potentially light the way for another person, which is so good for you, by the way. It is so healthy for you when you share a tr an authentic truth about yourself and another person listens and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. I feel the same way. Me too. You and that other person both empathize with one another. You get a hit of oxytocin and that's what does the healing. That's why it's so important for you to share the journey. That's why it's so important that your one-on-one -on -one therapy with your therapist just with one person who's kind of talking to you or just listening to you won't cut it as far as full healing because he hearing your sharing your journey and with others who've actually been there done that will do the trick co-regulation this is a tool the overview method is a tool of self-regulation and co-regulation from the mind from the mind and the body so a top-down and a cognitive and a bottom-up somatic approach to healing that. So it's not just sitting there, what I used to do with John's work, John Martini's work is, what are the benefits of what I did for them? What are the benefits of what happened to me? I'm not saying that's not useful. I'm saying intellectualizing it. If you do that, many times we do that to bypass the feelings of guilt. With the overview method, we actually go the opposite way. We start in the body and then work our way up. And so that was the kind of journey that I took my clients through. And the, the, the feedback has been amazing. Um, that Michelle, who I spoke to, as we did that work, slowly over time, she's now off. She was on eight different medications. She's off all of them except one. And she's talking to her doctor to finally get off that last one <clears throat> because she was riddled with autoimmune and digestive energy stuff and she's like I feel at my top health and all because of the work of healing those attachment wounds and getting clean and getting back into integrity with her relationships and then being able to set boundaries say no and uh, live authentically the net result of this work of what I teach <clears throat> is what we all want emotional regulation uh, we want healthy relationships we want to be complete in our from our past we want to connect to a, a, a purpose that's greater than us and the holy grail we want of human existence, which is to have deeper intimacy. The ability to be in a relationship, in, in, in all of our relationships, even at, in work, and be able to take off the mask and feel seen and heard and then have others feel the same way. There's nothing more important in our lives uh, than intimacy. Uh, I don't care if you have a you know six-figure a month salary congratulations to you I've been there done that with the whole you know success success all of that but all of that success is I find meaningless unless you're able to be in a healthy secure relationship and that can only happen once you have that within yourself and so this is the path that I I went on I took a pause from work from trying to distract myself by helping others and rescuing others and I went in and rescued myself and so the foundation of all of this work of nervous system regulation all things neuroplasticity and healing the deep kind of interpersonal neurology of relationships the net result has been me being able to get married and be ready authentically to be a dad and I'm, I'm grateful to be on that journey and I'm really jazzed up about sharing this because as a chiropractor what the hell right do I have to talk about this stuff well as it turns out, it makes a big difference to your life if you don't get it right. 
I, all of the adjustments that I give you will not uh, compensate from helping you heal those early attachment wounds and learn how to navigate your emotions and become trigger proof rather than not trigger less but being able to manage your triggers being able to take th that stimulus and expand that space between stimulus and response so that you now have a choice so let me know what came up for you in this uh, give me a hashtag replay and let me know what was your biggest takeaway what you you got out of this and follow the link below to join us at our upcoming events if you actually want to nerd out on this stuff and start to heal those wounds if you're now serious and saying enough I'm tired of doing the talk therapies I'm tired of going from one seminar to another thinking that you know a hero savior is gonna you know uh, one coach or one program is gonna rescue me no it doesn't work that way you are the hero you are the rescuer for you and if you want to learn how to do that start uh, with uh, our upcoming events coming up the, check out the banner for the times and then the link is right here in the comment section for our uh, overview experience coming up at the 30th of August and breathwork and badassery coming up uh, in about 10 days uh, a week Sunday. There it is, Breathwork and Badassery, and I'd love to see you there, and we'll see you at the next perfect time.